Just as fast and good as we can make a plan, God can interrupt it. So what happens when our plans are interrupted by God's purpose? Well, that depends on the person. But if there is anyone who understands how God's purpose can seemingly derail our plans, it's our sister Mary. Hello, beloved, and welcome to Beloved Women with me, Christina Patterson, where we help women to learn, love, and live God's word. If you are new here, please be sure to subscribe for new videos each week. And for those of you returning, welcome back. For beloved Bible studies, daily devotions, study guides, and unlimited ad-free videos to grow your faith, download the Beloved Women app. Today's video is part of our Crazy or Called Bible Study series as we learn what happens when God calls ordinary people to extraordinary purpose. Find the link to the entire series below and get your copy of the Crazy or Called Bible Study Guide at thebelovedboutique.com or on Amazon. Everyone wants to know God's specific call on their lives under the assumption that it's something that you're excited to do and something that neatly fits into the plans that we have for our lives. But what happens when God's purpose interrupts your plans? Then it's not so easy to answer God's call on your life. You then struggle with the tension of wanting to answer God's call on your life, but at the sake of potentially abandoning your own plans. One thing about me, I am a type A to-do list everywhere, what are we doing five years from now type of planner. If I'm ever lacking in anything, It's never a plan. I'm not the only one. I know this because the Bible tells us that many are the plans in the mind of a man. So it's natural for us to dream and strategize and develop systems and methods and plans to get to where we want to go. The issue is that our plans don't always work out as well planned. And many times this is at the hand of God himself. In fact, the full scripture says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Whenever I tell God my plans, it sometimes feels like he takes it on as some sort of a challenge. I can picture him in heaven saying, oh, really? That's the plan? Challenge accepted. Let me see how I can change that. (laughs) So for example, in college, I've told God that I never planned on getting married and I would pursue a career in corporate America, get a high rise condo uptown and live happily ever after with my then shih tzu named Precious at the time. God said, challenge accepted, and I met my husband a few weeks later. After having our first child, I told God I would only stay home for one year and then get back into the workforce swiftly because I was not the stay-at-home type of mom, I reasoned with God. And again, it was as if God said, Oh, challenge accepted. And I've never entered traditional work since the birth of my first child over 10 years ago. Just as fast and good as we can make a plan, God can interrupt it. So what happens when our plans are interrupted by God's purpose? Well, that depends on the person. But if there is anyone who understands how God's purpose can seemingly derail our plans, It's our sister, Mary. You know, we honor Jesus's mother, Mary, as a hero of faith, and we should. 
But it's super easy to celebrate her story now that we know how it ended. Had we been around when she conceived baby Jesus, we very well may have been giving her the side eye thinking to ourselves that Joseph deserved much better. We have to realize that when the angel came to her to proclaim that she would carry and birth the Messiah, she was a scared teenager who just wanted to live the life her and Joseph were planning. She just wanted to get married, start a family, and live happily ever after. God's plans collided with all of that. And I'm positive her plan was not to become a mom before she got married. Yet, here she was called to do just that. When God's purpose seems to crash into our neat idea of how we want our lives to go, we're often left confused, perplexed, uncomfortable, frustrated. We knew what steps we wanted to take next. And then after that, we had an idea of the results we'd experience after taking those steps. But with one call from God, it feels as if our Pinterest perfect plans burst into thin air. We're not without hope though, because we have three choices of how to respond when this happens. One, we can do nothing. Two, we can act like we didn't hear God nudge us into a different direction. Or three, we can surrender and willingly allow God to have his way. Mary chose the latter. Now we can fuss and fight with the energy of a toddler, but let me tell you, temper tantrums don't seem to really bother God too much. Ask Jonah. We often run from surrender because when we think of surrender, we imagine defeat or raising our white flags, but there's no loser who surrenders to God. The truth is surrendering to God means you've aligned yourself with the winning side. God is not trying to sabotage our plans. His will is to give us greater purpose and abundant life. God's plan for Mary to birth Jesus was not just her nor Joseph's original plans. In fact, she would have to lay down her plans and risk her relationship and future marriage with Joseph to answer God's call. And yet, in the face of uncertainty, she says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. If we want the power to answer God's call on our lives, we need to realize one important truth that Mary understood. Our call is not all about us. Many would think that Mary was crazy, but she knew that she was a servant. She understood that just because you have a call on your life doesn't mean it's only about your life. She was willing to surrender her plans for God's greater purpose, even when she didn't fully understand because she trusted God. And how blessed are we that she did. God used her servant attitude and surrender to bring his son into this world that we might be saved. This call on Mary's life was much greater than her comfort, reputation, or whatever plan she had for her life. And the same is true for us. God has called us to be reconcilers of the gospel, bringing people out of darkness and into relationship with him. Many times this means sacrificing our temporary comfort for eternal impact. This may happen in a boardroom, a classroom, or your children's bedroom. Our obedience to God does not only open the door for blessing in our lives, but the lives of others as well. There are people depending on you to answer the call. 
God wants you to make the money so that you can give. He wants you to heal so you can lead others to freedom. He wants you to learn so that you can grant others wisdom. Many of us are challenged to answer God's call on our lives because we don't really trust God. Servant and submission may as well be cuss words when we don't trust the Lord. We picture ourselves giving our lives away and being left with nothing. We only see ourselves being a doormat walked over by others. Now, it's this lie from the enemy who knows your servant heart leads to freedom for you and others. God is not going to curse you to bless someone else. No, he will use you as a funnel by which he blesses others. This means that he will not bless someone through you without blessing you. He doesn't expect you to give to others what you don't have yourself. So he will provide what you need to answer the call to serve others well. When we look at Mary, we see that she was blessed to be a blessing. The angel said to her, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. The NIV uses the word blessed here instead of favored. Mary was blessed because she was called by God. She was blessed because God was with her. She was blessed because God used her to bless others. She was blessed because she had faith that God was for her. Sometimes we mistakenly think that God only wants us to suffer and sacrifice. And sometimes the Christian life does call for this. Our Savior suffered, so surely we will not be exempt from pain. But we would be foolish to think that's all God desires of us when the Bible tells us that He gives good gifts and works all things together for our good and his glory. But let me be clear, because I'm not getting prosperity on y'all, okay? But we have to understand that we don't answer God's call on our lives to be blessed. We do it because God is the one who calls us. At the same time, we can trust that he loves us and has plans to bless us and give us Hope, as Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, as Mary trusted God, his character and his intent, she was able to embrace her call to serve. So yes, she was a servant, but not just any servant. She said, I am a servant of the Lord. Now that makes all the difference because we all serve something, our pride, the opinion of others, the idea of what we think our lives should look like, or we serve God. The more you know the God you serve, the more boldly you will answer the call on your life, even when it seems to interrupt your plans. There's no guarantee we will see our plans come to pass perfectly. This often leaves us to face the sting of what feels like failure when our many plans remain lists on our planners or scribbles in our journal. But what if we choose to look at our unaccomplished or interrupted plans, not as failures, but opportunities. What if God is using what we call failed plans for his greater purpose? Think of Jesus's disciples. Matthew planned to be a tax collector. Andrew, Peter, James, and John planned to be fishermen, but an encounter with Jesus interrupted those plans for a purpose that would spread the gospel 
to all nations. Interrupted plans are often pathways to God's greater purpose. When our focus is on God's purpose over our plans, we are freed from the pressure they create. We release the urge to do everything at once and the frustration when we realize that we can't. Plans are what we intend to do, but the effect of our purpose in Christ grows far beyond our intention. No matter what plans come to pass or not, we can always have peace when we know that even if plans are interrupted, God's purpose always prevails. Stay tuned for a sneak peek at next week's video brought to you by our beloved women members who support our mission to empower women with the love and truth of Jesus Christ. Our members receive exclusive access to Beloved Women videos, Bible studies, printable study guides, and more. If you like Beloved Women, you will love being a Beloved Women member. Learn more and join today at BelovedWomen.org. Now enjoy a preview of next week's video. Too often, we look to our unfortunate circumstances, unfair past, and personal limitations to determine if we're called and if we'll walk out that call. But this only puts limits on what God can do in our lives. Again, your call isn't more about what you do than it is about who God called you. To be. God knows where you are and he knows what you have. Even more, he knows what you don't have. Joseph didn't take a leadership class and he wasn't afforded the chance to any formal education. Yet God still saw fit to raise him to power as leader because that is what he was called to do. And Joseph was faithful to his call. Should we hone in our gifts and aim to be better at our talents? Of course. But when that doesn't always look as expected, we don't have to worry about being held back. God calls us where we are and his call on your life comes with his favor and will follow you wherever you go. It's up to us to be faithful. God knows that you're a stay-at-home mom. God knows you work 12-hour shifts. God knows your financial situation. He knows you're tired. Still, He is calling you to operate right where you are, not where you think you need to be. 